This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Good Wednesday morning. Breaking news. Hurricane Adalia now an extremely dangerous Category 4. And millions in the South are directly in that storm's path. It's August 30th. This is Today. Roaring ashore. Florida's Gulf Coast being battered as we speak by heavy rains and high winds from Adalia. The historic hurricane threatening to cause catastrophic damage as it moves across the south. Officials warning of a potentially life-threatening storm surge. Prepare for the worst and pray for the best. This morning, roads quickly turning to rivers, schools, and airports closed. And Al says the worst of it still to come. We're spread across the region with complete live coverage today, Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuffey, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And a good morning to you. Welcome to today on this Wednesday morning. Savannah and Hoda are off. We do want to get right to that breaking news. Adalia hammering Florida as we speak after growing into a major Category 4 hurricane overnight. In fact, you are looking live in Perry, where the state's Big Bend region is being pounded by heavy winds and rain. The storm set to make landfall this morning with wind speeds of at least 130 miles per hour. And here's a look at the latest path right now. The National Weather Service now saying the storm could cause damage that could render entire areas uninhabitable for weeks, perhaps even months. Nearly the entire coastline is also under a tornado watch this morning. Another major concern, a possible record-breaking storm surge of up to 15 feet high. So we've got it all covered for you this morning, all morning long, in fact, with correspondents fanned out across Florida. And of course, Mr. Roker is standing by with that full hurricane forecast. But let's start with NBC's Tom Yamas. Tom is in Crystal River. That's just north of Tampa. Tom, what's the scene like there? Craig, good morning to you. We're in between feeder bands right now, but the wind is starting to pick up. The time to evacuate has come and gone, and right now, all throughout the morning, this area has been under tornado warnings. That's one of the fears. The other fear is that storm surge that Chanel was just talking about. Behind me here, the tide is going out, but it's actually still rising. This is the worst thing they wanted to happen right now because that means the water is still coming in when it should be receding. It'll be like this for hours. The big fear, uh, a catastrophic storm surge of 12 feet. Hopefully that won't happen in this area, but folks all around here went to bed thinking this was a category three. They've now woken up to a category four hurricane, something this area has never seen. This morning, that monster hurricane, Idalia, slamming into Florida, now a Category 4 hurricane. The storm rushing ashore along Florida's Gulf Coast with winds of 135 miles per hour, a storm surge of up to 16 feet expected. Waves and torrential rain hitting the Tampa-St. Pete area. The storm pummeling Cedar Key. 
Overnight, the hurricane gaining speed and strength. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis updating this morning. The storm and those conditions will change very, very quickly. So wherever you are, uh, hunker down and, and don't take anything for granted. This is a very, very powerful storm. I think things are starting to happen. Coastal communities got early impacts of Idalia starting Tuesday. Violent waves crashing along Sanibel Island Causeway as cars drove by. But further north in Crystal River, residents like Larry Howe telling me he was waiting to leave despite the mandatory evacuation orders. When do you sort of make that call? When I see enough water in the street right here that I can still drive out. The Citrus County Sheriff says once the storm gets bad, with winds stronger than 35 miles per hour, residents that stay may be on their own. I'm not going to have my deputies out there in a flood zone because I want my deputies to be able to, one, complete their mission, but number two, go back home to their families at the end of their shift. In another community, the streets at Indian Rocks Beach already flooded. With that warning sign, residents boarded up homes and stores before heading out of town. I'm scared. I have 100 mile an hour winds. My house in Cedar Island won't be there tomorrow or Thursday morning when I get there. Airports like Tampa International, Tallahassee International and Sarasota Braden International have all shut down commercial flights until the storm passes. New images from the International Space Station show the massive size of Hurricane Idalia as it intensifies along Florida's Gulf Coast. Complicating the situation even further, tonight's full moon will cause tides to be among the highest this month. It's known as a king tide. The Biden administration mobilizing FEMA to help. Very few people can survive being in the path of major storm surge. And this storm will be deadly if we don't get out of harm's way. Now, this morning, all eight of Florida's urban search and rescue teams have been activated just in case. And it's not just because of building collapses if the wind gets too strong. It's because if people get trapped in that storm surge and that water continues to rise. Craig. All right, Tom Yama starting us off there from Crystal River. Tom, thank you. Ahead of the storm, hundreds of thousands were evacuated from the barrier islands just across from Tampa. That's where NBC's Marissa Parra is for us this morning. Marissa, good morning. Chanel, good morning. Welcome from Zone A. This is mandatory evacuation area, and I'm going to show you why. So if you look over here, you're going to see someone who tried to drive through a road that they shouldn't. This is a main road in the Tampa area. We're told that the person inside of that car over there had to be rescued because, as you can tell, Tampa Bay has completely spilled over onto these roads, and we're told it's going to continue to do so. So we ourselves are going to have to keep retreating. In fact, we earlier this morning were over there. It's called Davis Islands. That is where Tampa General Hospital is, and that is the only level one trauma center for the Tampa Bay area. We had to leave because the water was getting so high that we ourselves were at risk of getting stranded on that island. So what we saw is they put up what's called an aqua fence, and that is supposed to protect this hospital and the employees inside of it from upwards of 15 feet of storm surge. You can see that right now we're getting a band. We're getting gusts upwards of 40 miles per hour. We're not even in the direct path right now. This is not something that we're expecting to see high, high wind gusts, but those storm surge, this is the biggest concern here. We're expecting rain all throughout the day. This day is just getting started and we're already seeing flooded streets like this. And Chanel, the risk isn't over because you have so many communities just like this one, even if they're not in that cone, that direct path, they are under tornado risk. And that is roughly half the state of Florida right now, Chanel. My goodness, be careful. All right, Marissa, thank you. All right, Al just told us a few moments ago while the, uh, Marissa was reporting that the storm's been downgraded to a cat. Three doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot, but we're going to get to Mr. Roker.
broker in just a few moments. Gabe Gutierrez is right in the storm's crosshairs. He is in Perry. This is along uh, Florida's Big Bend. And for folks not familiar with the Big Bend area, this is that area that connects the peninsula uh, to the panhandle. And Gabe, it looks like it's, it's coming down pretty hard and heavy there. Yeah, that's right, Craig. Uh, good morning. We're really starting to get the wind really picking up here. Some wind gusts are starting to pound us. We actually just lost power here right now. And we are near where this storm is expected to make landfall here in the Big Bend region. Perry is actually about 20 miles inland, Craig. And there's all this talk about storm surge in areas near the coast will get storm surge. But here, the concern is actually the heavy winds. And you can see it. It's really picking up behind us. The trees are swaying. We're starting to feel more of this rain. And we expect conditions here to deteriorate over the coming hours as this storm makes landfall. Now, local authorities here actually closed down their emergency shelter yesterday and bust residents to a nearby county. As you just heard Tom report, some of the emergency officials are saying, look, once the wind gusts here reach a certain point, they're not going to be able to help you. And again, at this point, we're starting to get these winds really pick up. And again, conditions are expected to deteriorate here in the next few hours. Tens of thousands of people in this part of Florida are already without power, Craig. Oh All right. Gabe Gutierrez for us there. Gabe, stay safe. Thank you. Well, Al is keeping a close eye on the Dahlia's path and what's to come. These live reports really uh, tell the story, don't they, they? They absolutely do. And the story's still to come. Good morning, everybody. And we just got this in from the National Hurricane Center down to a Category 3. Not unusual. Right as you get closer to landfall, the water's a little bit cooler. And so so it loses a little strength, 125 mile per hour winds. But as Craig said, don't worry about the category. This is still a very dangerous storm moving northeast at 18 miles per hour. And to give you a sense of the strength of this as it moves inland, it's still going to stay a hurricane, probably down to a category two or one, cutting across southern Georgia and raking the coast of the Carolinas. So we're going to be watching that. Right now, we've got an extreme wind warning from Cedar Key just past Keaton. Beach. Look at this, a 77 mile per hour wind gust there. Cedar Key, 55, mi- a 55 mile per hour wind gust. Tampa, 46 miles per hour. And we've also got that tornado watch in effect for much of Florida. Now, here's the potential storm surge. We're looking at today's tides, the low tides at 750, high tide at 145. Again, that, that king tide with the, with the moon. And the problem with the Big Bend area is the geography. It's got this wide continental shelf that it's very shallow, and so that causes a higher storm surge. You get those counterclockwise winds across that system, and that brings in this very vulnerable coastline. And in fact, Cedar Key, right at the heart of the 7 to 16 foot storm surge area, large waves, dangerous waves, beach erosion, but all the way down to Naples, Florida. And then as the system exits, there's going to be a storm surge on the backside of this from Cape Hatteras all the way down to St. Augustine. Now, here's the rest of the by Tuesday, by Thursday morning, it's still a 70 mile per hour winds pushing off the coast and then moves off by Thursday afternoon with 60 mile per hour winds. The impacts again, those destructive winds anywhere from 50 to 80 mile per hour wind gusts, some sustained even higher. Tornado risk from Orlando all the way to Wilmington, Valdosta and Savannah and the rain. We're talking about 
upwards of 12 inches from Tallahassee all the way to Wilmington. And that's why we have this moderate risk of flooding, guys, from Tallahassee all the way to Wilmington. So storm surge, though, our biggest concern next to the winds and, of course, the rain and flooding. All right. Okay. Millions going to be affected. Al, we'll let mm-hmm. you catch your breath. We'll come back to you in just a few moments. As we said, this is a historic storm for Florida State Capitol, especially. Joining us now, the mayor of Tallahassee, Mayor John Daly. Mayor Daly, I know it's going to be a difficult day, difficult weeks, perhaps even months. So we appreciate your time this morning. What are your your chief concerns as, as we're speaking right now? Well, our chief concern is obviously public safety and making sure that people are safe in their houses. The time to evacuate has come and gone. It is time to shelter in place. We want you to be safe. And as soon as the storm passes, if we can get out and check on our residents and our friends and family, we will do so. We just our chief concern is life. We just heard um, Al talking about the storm surge. It's one of the deadliest parts of a hurricane, obviously, and it's expected to reach as, as much as 16 feet uh, in some areas in the Big Bend region. What kind of conditions are you expecting? Well, we are an inland community, so we don't have to necessarily worry about the storm surge, but we do uh, worry and we are concerned about flooding. But it's the wind speed, actually. And let's put this in perspective. This hurricane is truly a historic hurricane. This is the largest storm that will ever hit the Big Bend area or the history of the city of Tallahassee. We are taking it extremely seriously, obviously. We've been preparing for weeks and we'll be ready to respond. But right now is the time for everyone to shelter in place and be safe. You know, you, you, you make a good point there, Mayor. It's our understanding that, that parts of this Big Bend area that we keep talking about, Tallahassee, the largest city there, but this is an area that has not seen a hurricane like this since the 1850s. How, how prepared were you able uh, to, to get in the days leading up to it? So we have been preparing all week for this storm. And again, it is a historic storm, it's potentially the largest to hit us in the history of our city. Uh, what we have done is made sure that we have the workforce in place so that after the storm comes, we do our assessments, we gather our data, we identify our pressure points, and then we execute with the uh, rebuilding process after the storm. For instance, we have tripled the size of our electric utility workforce by bringing in mutual aid agreements as far away as Nebraska, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Mississippi, Kentucky. Louisiana, so that we can work really hard and very uh, efficiently to restore power to the citizens that need it in our area. We are the largest utility provider in the Big Bend area. And so finally, as you said, you know, obviously time is, is, is we've run out of time. So for the people who have decided to stay and ride this out, what's your message to them at this hour? Stay put. Stay inside. As soon as it is safe, uh, first and foremost, we'll check on life and the citizens and make sure everybody is okay. Stay off the roads. We're gonna, we are going to sustain damage and the roads won't be safe. Give the professionals. And by the way, I work with the most amazing men and women on the front lines, and I'm very proud of them. Give them the chance to get out there and clear the roads get the power lines up to a safe position before we go out and about. Okay. Mayor Daly, we'll be checking in with you uh, throughout the morning. Best of luck to you. Okay. Thanks so much for your time. Tell us, Mayor John Daly there. All right. We will continue to bring you the very latest on Adalia throughout the morning, but there are some other stories making headlines this morning. We are learning more about that fatal shooting of a professor on the University of North Carolina campus. The suspect graduate student, Tyler Chi, made his first court appearance yesterday, a judge ordering him held without bond 
Bond. He's charged with first-degree murder in the shooting death of Dr. Jose Yan, an associate professor in the Applied Sciences Department. Yan was listed as the suspect's advisor in an now-since-deleted UNC profile. Classes are canceled again today, while the campus holds a moment of silence for the victim. Eleven people were rushed to the hospital yesterday after experiencing severe turbulence on a Delta Airlines flight from Italy to Atlanta. It happened just a few minutes before that plane landed at Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. Delta officials say both passengers and crew members were among those hurt, but none of the injuries fortunately were life-threatening. The FAA is investigating that incident. Breaking overnight, Russian officials are accusing Ukraine of launching what appears to be the biggest nighttime drone attack on Russian soil since the war began 18 months ago. Ukrainian drones struck targets in at least six regions, including an airfield in western Western Russia, where they destroyed military transport planes. At least four large planes were damaged. Moscow claims to have thwarted all the attacks in their country. Also overnight, Russian forces would hit Kyiv with what Ukrainian officials called a massive combined attack that had killed two people. All right, as we continue to track Category 3 Hurricane Now Dial, let's head back over to Mr. Roker for the rest of today's forecast. Busy morning. Yeah, it is, guys. We've got some showers and thunderstorms making their way through the Northeast. Cooler conditions with sunshine back through the Great Lakes. The heat and humidity is on down in Texas. We're looking for that western heat to start ramping up. We've got a fire risk in the western plains. Sunshine, but a little on the warm side as you get along the west coast. And that's your latest weather. All right, buddy. Thank you so much, of course. We're going to have much more on Adalia in our next half hour. We're also going to bring you an inside look at this new and historic push to lower the cost of some of the most popular prescription drugs on the market. Also had the biggest names in late night now joining forces. The details behind the host's new project to support out-of-work staff amid the ongoing strikes in Hollywood. But first, this is Today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
Back 7.30 now, live look, Perry, Florida. This is where Hurricane Adalia is raging this morning. That historic storm for the state's Big Bend region where the peninsula and Panhandle essentially connect. Live look there at Perry. Alice, you're tracking all of it, of course. Jacob Soberoff has joined us as well. I want to call your attention to this map right now. If we could bring that map back up for just a second. The Cedar Key area there. Cedar Key, it's about 150 miles southeast of Tallahassee. Moments ago, we heard from a, a property appraiser in that Cedar Key area who is describing the scene is, quote, near apocalyptic. Mm, and just to put this in perspective, while Florida is certainly used to these types of storms, that area of the state is not. Adalia is set to be the first to produce hurricane force winds in Florida state capital. Let's go to NBC's Maggie Vespa. She joins us now from Tallahassee. Maggie, what are you seeing at this hour? Oh, my goodness. Hey guys, you can see it for yourselves here. The wind gusts are really picking up here in Tallahassee. We've seen reports of wind gusts close to 40 miles per hour, and we're already seeing again reports of power outages. And that was the big concern going into this morning. So those appear to be coming to fruition. A couple thousand people, according to the city this morning, already without power. And you might have seen actually during Governor DeSantis's press conference this morning here in Tallahassee with emergency first responders and response coordinators, the power dipped out briefly during that presser and then generators kicked back on. So that's kind of playing out throughout the city here. We talked about this during the special report this morning, but I want to show you just to kind of give you an idea. Businesses here not boarded up like what you're seeing in other cities around the state. And that's because Tallahassee until really yesterday wasn't in the path of this storm. Idalia uh, kind of suddenly tracked a bit farther west. You can see some people out braving it, though, still walking their dogs this early in the morning. But the wind gusts are intense. It tracked a bit farther west, and that kind of got people in the last 24 hours really scared that this was going to be really bad. Again, here in Florida's state capitol, government buildings closed, Florida State University's campus closed, Florida A&M closed throughout the week. People hoping that they're missing the worst of this storm, but again, the wind gusts are picking up, and we expect things to deteriorate here in the next couple of hours even further. I'll send it back to you guys. Stay safe. All right. Thank you, Maggie. All right. Uh, joining us now, Kevin Peters. Kevin is the emergency management director for Leon County. Leon County includes the capital of Tallahassee, where we just saw Maggie. Mr. Peters, I know you're swamped. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, we heard from the mayor of Tallahassee about 30 minutes ago, who said that his primary concern uh, were people's safety, folks who had not heeded that mandatory evacuation order. Is that also your chief concern? And what are you seeing on the ground right now where you are? Yeah, so absolutely. Our concern is the safety of the public with a storm of the magnitude of Idalia. Even though it's making landfall a little bit east of us, but we are definitely going to feel the effects here in the Tallahassee area. So uh, citizens in our area, they need to stay indoors. They need to stay in or near their safe room and have a way to get updates from, from their local media, such as, as NBC or, or through our resources within Leon County and the city of Tallahassee. With that said, what is the biggest threat your county faces at this hour? Yeah, so right now we're going to be facing the increasing wind gusts uh, as the storm is making landfall. Uh, Your field reporter showed it. We're seeing the winds get closer and closer to tropical storm force strength in in Tallahassee in our wind gusts. So with all the trees, we want people to stay off the roadways. Uh, We also have the rainfall that's that's happening now. So the safest thing to do is to stay home right now if you're in the Tallahassee area. Director Peters, I wanted to ask you about the level of preparedness within your county. There's about 300,000 residents there, but given the historic nature, the unprecedented nature of this storm? Are you worried that people aren't as prepared as they could or should be? Uh, We've been uh, experienced by storms in the past. Uh, 2016, we had Hermine, 
uh, we had the effects of Irma in 17 and the effects from Michael in 2018. So our community has experience with storms, and we put a lot of effort here at Leon County uh, to educate the public on disaster preparedness. We work throughout the year, not just for hurricanes, but for any disaster that can strike our community. You know, oftentimes, as you know, uh, Mr. Peters, when these when these storms hit, and they pass. Folks want to rush back into their neighborhoods and, and assess the damage. They want to see what's left. They want to see how bad it is. Um, what's your message to, to those folks as this storm does start to move into Georgia and the Carolinas? Yeah. So, again, Tallahassee, we're kind of a regional hub. So there may be some folks that have left these coastal communities and are in shelter here in Tallahassee. Follow the directions of your local emergency management agency, particularly in places that have had the storm surge. Wait for the all clear message uh, so you know it's safe to get back on the roads. There, there may be standing water with hidden hazards where roadways are washed out. There may be power lines that are down that could be energized. And, and just the trees and the other debris in the roads. It, it's, it's just not a safe uh, thing to do is to get out on the roads until we give you the, the all clear message. And we have crews on standby uh, ready to get on the roadways and, and do the what we call the cut and toss, that initial debris clearance to get roadways back open as soon as the winds die down and are safe enough for our crews to get on the road. Leon County Emergency Emergency Management Director Kevin Peters with some, some great advice mm-hmm. there. Uh, thank you, Director Peters. Best of luck to you, sir. Keep us posted, okay? Stay safe. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's head over to Al for the very latest on where Adalia is right now. Yeah, guys. And right now you can see Tallahassee, for example, 38 mile power winds. But look at these these feeder bands coming in here. This area in blue, this is an extreme wind warning. Uh, 77 mile per hour wind gusts. Keaton Beach, you talked about Perry. That's about 20 miles inland. So that's that kind of activity. And all the way down to Sarasota, we've also got uh, tornado warnings up through southeastern Georgia. So we're going to be watching this. It's going to be a big problem. But again, Storm surge, Cedar Key right now, it's five feet. And we're not even seeing the worst of it. Old Portal Tampa, four, Old Port Tampa, 4.2 feet. That, of course, normal sea level. We've got a king tide because of this uh, full moon. That storm surge comes in. That's the deadliest threat. And the problem, of course, again, as we this moves inland, as it will, three feet can knock you off your feet. It's life-threatening. And so we're going to continue to watch this as we go through. Guys? All right. Thanks, buddy. Al, thanks so much. Guys, we're going to take a turn ahead. Strike Force 5, the important cause that has the top hosts of Late Night ready to team up. Okay. First, though, Tom Costello joining us with a major development in the fight against the soaring cost of prescription drugs. Tom? Hey, guys, good morning. As you know, drug prices have been skyrocketing for years, especially hit hard seniors on Medicare with out-of-pocket expenses going through the roof. Now the Biden administration announcing 10 drugs is going to try to drive down prices on. We're going to tell you what they are, how quickly it's going to happen, and what you can do to cut your prescription drug costs when we come back. Back now, 741 with In-Depth today and this morning, the new push to rein in skyrocketing drug prices. And a move that will affect millions of Americans who rely on Medicare. The White House has announced the first 10 medications that will be subject to price cut negotiations with drug companies. NBC's Tom Casello is in Washington with the details. A lot of folks paying attention to this one, Tom. Absolutely. And this is going to be a big fight with major drug companies, the Chamber of Commerce and Capitol Hill Republicans who are moving to block this move. However, capping drug prices is very popular among Americans, both Democrats and Republicans, and many seniors who struggle to pay for their meds. 
49 million Americans depend on Medicare for their prescription drugs. Now a big change. We're going to keep standing up to Big Pharma and we're not going to back down. The White House taking on Big Pharma, listing 10 widely prescribed drugs now subject to Medicare price negotiations, including blood thinners, drugs for diabetes, arthritis, heart and kidney disease. I am on eight medications altogether. Robin Gilden is a retired Pittsburgh teacher. One that really bothers me but is helping me stay alive and healthy is my Jardiance for my diabetes. Jardiance is on the list. Nationwide, Medicare out-of-pocket expenses can average $6,500 and more per year. The uh, out-of-pocket costs that they have to spend on drugs sometimes limit the ability for them to buy food, limit their ability to pay for heat or electricity. So this is life or death for many of them. If drug companies don't participate in negotiations, they face tax penalties. The pharma industry is suing to block the new law, claiming it'll mean less money for new drugs. And politics should not dictate which treatments and cures are worth developing and who should get access to them. Sheldon Armas retired from the pharmaceutical industry. Now he takes eight to nine meds and sees friends struggling to pay for their meds. I'm not proud that I once worked uh, in the pharmaceutical industry. I no longer trust many of the things that they say. If you're struggling to pay for prescriptions, experts have some advice. Ask your insurance company how much it covers for a particular prescription and whether there's a preferred pharmacy with a lower cost. Check directly with the drug manufacturer for coupons, savings, and assistance programs, which in some cases may be available even if you don't have insurance. Sites like GoodRx and Blink Health offer comparison pricing. And ask your pharmacist if a generic version of your drug is available at a lower price. Some discount pharmacies offer lower costs if you sign up for their memberships. So, Tom, when could we start to see some of those price cuts? So drug companies have until October 1st to decide whether they will negotiate. If they don't, they could lose both Medicare and Medicaid contracts. The stakes are high. The actual price cuts are going to take effect in January of 26, then more drug price cuts in the years ahead. Republicans on Capitol Hill have opposed this, but a recent poll found 83% of Americans approve of negotiating prices to drive down drug costs, something most people can sympathize with. Thank 83%. You. All right, Tom, thank you. All right, yeah. lots happening in the weather department on this Wednesday morning. Of course, all eyes on Florida, but Mr. Roker, we've got to look at the rest of the nation as well. Yeah, the good news is things a little calmer out west where temperatures are seasonal to a little bit above average. A fire risk, though, through the western plains. The heat and humidity back down through Texas. We've got plenty of sunshine up through the upper Mississippi River Valley. Gorgeous day across the Great Lakes. We've got showers and some storms moving through the north in New England, and of course, everybody looking at what's going on down in the southeast with Adalia. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Mr. Roker, thank you. Still ahead here, beer. That's right, beer. But for a worthy cause this morning, we are going to spotlight a man who's found a really creative way to honor those that we've lost to cancer while raising money to fight the disease. He even helped me brew a special batch to toast my brother Lawrence. Love that. Coming up, Taylor Swift's epic year rolls on on Popstar. We're going to tell you about the new record she just set, something that no other female artist has achieved ever. This is a big year. 
The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.